incoming to you all, not live, but Death Mean Stereo, a podcast about all things social media. Hi everyone, welcome to the Social Media Breakdown. I'm your host, Jordan, the editor-in-chief of Incoming, a newsletter about what happens on social media and why it matters, powered by the Juice Media Network. On this episode, I'm starting with possibly the most important part of understanding social media, the algorithm. So you probably heard of X's algorithm, Y's algorithm in conversation before, but let me start by telling you what it is. The best way I can describe it is the mechanism within each app that organizes information based off of relevancy to the particular user. For example, I love anime, I love fashion and comedy related content. The algorithm on whatever app, doesn't matter which, is the mechanism that continues to bring those kinds of posts to my feed. That doesn't mean that those items are the only thing that I'll see on my social media pages, but since I select that type of content and like those posts more than other categories, I'll be shown those more. Those categories are rated in the algorithm at a higher priority to me than other content categories. This post also applies to specific users too. For instance, If you're like a a Charlie D'Amelio fan, the TikTok extraordinaire, right? And you interact with her social media accounts a lot. The algorithm will make sure that you see her content on your main feed. Again, that doesn't mean your feeds will be filled to the brim of Charlie doing the renegade or whatever, but she will definitely show up often as you're scrolling through the app. I like to think of algorithms as the fabric of social media apps. It's the business and community builder. On the business side, algorithms are what bring you the content that keeps you on the app. Each app is competing for your attention. More attention translates to more engagement or higher levels of user interaction, which translates to a bigger reach or widened access to different users. Corporations and brands want that access and they pay social media apps and influencers to have it. On the community side, by bringing relevant content to your feed, you get to interact with other users and content creators who also enjoy that particular topic. This can get dangerous and toxic very quickly, but I'll get back to that. So that sounds pretty cool, right? You get to open your social media pages and see all your favorite stuff all the time, and it's just a hoot and a half. But I hate to be the bearer of bad news, that's not the case. In fact, algorithms have a lot of flaws, some more dangerous and detrimental than others, but I'll circle back to that. I wanna make this very, very clear. At the end of the day, Algorithms are economically motivated. Engagement is attention and attention is money. But that brings up some important questions that I want you all to think about as I continue on. One, whose attention are they trying to attract? Two, who profits off of that attention? And three, what are some side effects to the attention or lack thereof? Keep these in mind. So to review, The algorithm is the fabric of a social media experience, but it's not completely exempt from errors, mishaps, and complaints. All apps have their own discourse about disadvantages with the algorithm. For example, before the second rise of the BLM movement in the summer of 2020, TikTok received a lot of complaints about their difference between treatment of its black and white or white passing creators. Black creators stated that their videos showed up at a lesser rate than their white counterparts. They also said their videos had higher chances of being taken down for false violations of community guidelines. 
TikTok has since apologized and recently announced their TikTok for Black Creators program, which is meant to train and uplift Black creators in the platform. They also fix their algorithm, so everyone shows it more equally. Although there are still complaints about videos being taken down, but I digress. We could also take Instagram's algorithm as another example. Honestly, nobody knows how it works. Um, I'm nowhere near a data analyst or an app developer, but I'll try and sum up the situation as best I can. In early 2019, Instagram creators began complaining that their followers weren't unable to find their posts on their main feed and their engagement rates were drastically cut in half. These complaints continued to increase throughout the year. Instagram took to Twitter to release a statement saying that their algorithm hasn't changed since their abandoning of the chronological model in 2016. However, users continue to complain. In fact, around October of 2020, YouTube YouTuber James Charles began to complain about a drastic cut in his engagement. In a long rant on his Instagram story, he stated that his engagement rate fell from about 80% to 25%. He also expressed how this change is detrimental for smaller creators, and honestly, he's correct. James is a colossal creator with over 26 million followers on Instagram. A 25% engagement rate is still a livable wage with that big of a platform. Smaller creators or businesses trying to emerge on the Instagram platform will struggle with that low of an engagement, since lower engagement means lower reach, meaning no one will see your posts, meaning less money. While these complaints about the algorithm may sound silly or a bit pointless, I want to emphasize that attention is the most valuable thing on social media. If people are not seeing your posts, or if your followers aren't seeing your posts on their feeds, or your videos are constantly being taken down, that is money loss for the content creator. This is one avenue of harm. The algorithm is not all bad though. At its best, it is the pulse of the online community. Algorithm mishaps, sometimes called industry plants, um, which is for a whole other piece, but I digress. Algorithm mishaps are also something to bond over. A good example of this is the random spike in Chinese street fashion posts on TikTok. Back in May of last year, many slow motion videos of Chinese street style flooded for you pages everywhere. These videos were pretty much structured in the same way. Blackpink's How You Like That played in the background as beautiful models dressed in designer brands walked down a street and looked in the camera and then it switched to another model and they walked down the street and looked into the camera and so on and so on. They naturally went viral and similarly structured fashion videos became a craze. It was an incredibly short-lived trend, but the point still stands that algorithm mishaps can also be a good and wholesome thing. These moments unfortunately exist right among the bad stuff. There are some terrifying aspects about social media algorithms that play into where our culture is today. I mentioned earlier that the algorithm is meant to organize your feed based on relevancy. However, a social media feed isn't just filled with your specific interests. Algorithms are also organized to show other content that is related to your interests. Here's where algorithms can get dangerous really quickly. We can look at the insurrection or disregard towards COVID as examples. Some scholars and writers want Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram 
to face some sort of penalty for allowing hate speech and misinformation to travel freely on their platforms. This is in part due to that related content feature of algorithms. Let me explain. So imagine that I'm a Trump supporter, which I'm not, but that's not the point. But let's imagine a twisted reality where I was one. And I log on to YouTube to watch, uh, let's say, an Epoch Times video about Trump's economic policies. On the right-hand side of my computer screen, or a downswipe if I was on my phone, is the suggested section where YouTube recommends me other videos around my interests and watch history. My choice to watch content related to Trump will tell the algorithm that I probably lead on the right side of politics and that information informs the suggestion feature. So I could log on to YouTube to start watching a video about Trump's economic policies. And then I can get suggested another video about Trump's tweets. And then I click on that and watch it. And then I could be suggested another video about Trump's statements about the coronavirus. And then I click on it and watch it. And that could lead to another video about the COVID-19 hoax and how Bill Gates somehow wants trackers in our arms or something. And then that video can suggest another video related to the QAnon umbrella. It can get out of hand very quickly. Let me give you another example. Let's say that I'm on Facebook and one of my family members shares a pro Blue Lives Matter post on their feed. And in the same twisted Trump supporting reality, I like that post and I comment something like, so true Debbie, or whatever. That like on the post tells the Facebook algorithm that I support Blue Lives Matter, so they'll generate more Blue Lives Matter related posts. Facebook is a little bit of an anomaly since its algorithm puts you in a cluster based on your activity. So let's say I'm liking all these posts against BLM and are all pro-Trump and whatnot, and I'm just vibing on conservative Facebook. Facebook takes that information and puts me in the right-leaning cluster. So the only posts or news stories or videos or whatever content Facebook makes now, um, I'll see on my feed, are from that wheelhouse. And that could be related to Blue Lives Matter and Trump, but a lot of the time, the algorithm takes it a step further and introduces me to QAnon-based content groups and activities. The ease of access into this extremism is what a lot of people are rightfully complaining about. The combination of weak regulation of disinformation, plus the algorithm's intention to keep relevant and related content on your feeds at all times, makes it very easy for misinformation to take over the dark corners of social media. And as we saw with the insurrection, engaging with that false information and meeting others who also engage with that false information can have serious consequences. So obviously, we need more guidelines. We need to fortify our media channels. This action is a little late, but late isn't better than ever. Um, and we need to take to our social media platforms and demand for more protection. And hopefully that noise will be loud enough to invoke some change. And on that note, that's all for this episode of the Social Media Breakdown. I hope you enjoyed it and learned a little something. Be sure to keep up with all things incoming by following the Twitter at IncomingByJ. Thank you to Juice for sponsoring this platform. Be sure to follow them as well on their socials. I'll be linking them in the description. Be well, stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.